It's time for Inside the MFL, the official sports talk radio show of the Minor Football League. Football fans, this show is for you as we bring you the most up-to-date information from the league's 32 franchises across the country. It's time to get Inside the MFL with your host, Richard Miles Sr. Welcome to another edition of Inside the MFL. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr., CEO, Chairman, and Founder of the Minor Football League. The Minor Football League is the laboratory of change. And what I mean by that, we want to bring young uh, former players from the field to the front office. Uh, I hope this Saturday morning, I hope this is a great Saturday morning for everybody. Um, We're just looking forward to... uh, you know, getting this show going. Don't ask me about Kelsey Nelson, whatever y'all do. Uh, as y'all know, she's doing a lot of great things and stuff, and we look forward to seeing her uh, somewhere down the road. I told y'all she <laughs> she's doing all this great stuff. That someday she ain't going to be able to walk through this door. But uh, I, I want to be uh, very transparent on what we're doing. We know it's March Madness. We'll get into that. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about that with our guest. I'm going to let him come on and introduce himself. Uh, we're doing some great things, the MFL. Uh, we definitely want to uh, talk about the Lamar thing. I don't know what's going on in the NFL, but it just goes to show you you cannot tell somebody what to do with their league. And I'm only concerned with the MFL along with our staff. And, you know, I always want to come on and thank our interns because they're doing a great job, as y'all see all these graphics and all this writing and all the things that you see as courtesy of these great um, interns that we have around the country. Also, we're getting ready over in Africa. Dr. Charles Alawali doing a great job. But then again, you know, there's a lot to this. And a lot of people uh, need to understand the business side of football and professional sport as a whole. So without further ado, let me bring my guests on. Good morning, sir. Good morning, good morning, Dr. Miles. How's it going? Hey, uh, this young man, I, I met this young man briefly. I want, I want MFL Nation to know this young man have a combine uh, company that the MFL will be collaborating with him. Uh, He's he doing some wonderful things because I do my research on people, as, <laughs> as you probably do yourself, uh, young man. Introduce yourself to MFL Nation this Saturday morning. Hi, yes. Um, my name is Thayer Johnson. Um, I'm the head of uh, Intercontinental Education Alliance, and uh, I've been fortunate enough to partner with some some really good people that's trying to, uh, you know, help change the narrative for uh, youth athletes. And um, I've done some big things with uh, showcases all over all over the country and all over the world. And um, I've been able to. Uh, highlight and host some of the biggest events, uh, a couple of All-American games we, I did um, at uh, some of the NFL stadiums. Uh, I did uh, a high school All-American game on Christmas uh, Christmas um, time at uh, the L.A. Rams SoFi Stadium. And then the following week, I was at um, AT&T Dallas Cowboys Stadium doing the same thing. Um, and I got a few coming up in uh, what May and June. Um, right back at those two NFL stadiums again, and then I'll be doing one at the uh, Indianapolis Colts Lucas Oil Stadium. So uh, a job that's very rewarding, um, 
just being able to, you know, help make a difference. And I'm glad to partner with the uh, MFL now and, and, and do greater things. Absolutely. And, you know, this young man, he, he really, uh, unlike me, this young man is very low key. And I like that about him. Uh, as everybody know, my ego big enough for everybody, but it's not in a bad way because people know I'm really very sincere um, with what I'm doing in terms of the MFL. And, you know, with this collaboration, it'll give even more players an opportunity that that's not aware of the MFL will be aware of us. Just like, you know, uh, there, you know, you wasn't familiar with the MFL to you had a chance to look. I guess it shocked you as well. Yes, man. I, I, um, you know, my, my, my faith in God is very strong. I got a really, a pretty cool relationship with God. It's not the, the normal that people, you know, try to present, you know, you go to church, you, you know, you clap, you do this and you keep it moving. Like my relationship is real strong. So uh, it's just like you were with your best friend, you know what I mean? You, you laugh together, you cry together, you do everything together. So, um, you know, when I first came into the knowledge, you know, the knowledge of the MFL, I was like, okay, I see what you're doing. You had this hidden from me um, for a time such as this because you knew that, you know, that, you know, sometimes we can give a person a gift and they're not ready to handle it, you know, or, um, you know, it's just, it's just not the right time. And so when this whole thing came into fruition, I had to look at myself. I was like, you know, God, like, why you been holding this from me? Like this thing has been in existence for, you know, 20 plus years. Why am I now just getting in, you know, contact, you know, you know, with, with, with such a great platform, um, you know, but the, I feel the timing is now, man, the timing is now to, you know, to, to, um, you know, join forces and serve and uh, do some of the great things that you've already kind of uh, put the legwork in, um, you know, just to make, you know, help make a difference um, in our world. And, you know, I, you know, I listen to a young man like yourself, you remind me so much of myself because you think about, and I tell people all the time, God don't make mistakes. We do. And I say that to say, he always, he know when it's time for people, you know, and he put people in people's lives for a reason. We're in each other's lives for a reason. You know what I mean, coach? Right. And, 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 I, and I say that to say, sometimes, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, God don't come to you when you need him. You know, you can take a little more. He come to you when you need him the most. And I have to commend you for the great job you're doing with your organization and stuff. And I'm honored and privileged to have an opportunity to meet with you and get an opportunity to collaborate with you. Also, you know, hey, Coach, I'm finding out we, we know some people, you know, Michael Wright down there. And you had the Richmond Hornets. I had the MF, where the MFL and the Washington Chiefs. I was coaching them. I used to always invite them up. And uh, and his son know me real well. And, and just to find out that you know these people, it's kind of make me even more uh, honored to be. Uh, this and, and, you know, this is real refreshing to hear this. Uh, this you know to find out that you know you knew a legendary guy like Michael Wright because he was the first one to push the needle to say I'm going to do something different. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this uh, this like this pro team or whatever you call it. And, and give kids the opportunity to, um, you know, to 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 take a stab at um, having one more last shot with this football thing. And, you know, and so, so much 
other things that you all represent and stand for. It's just y'all y'all remind me of so much, you know, uh, of the same like characteristics, and it, it feels really good because it knows that I'm in good hands. It makes me feel like I'm in good hands, and that's what we always want to do. We always want to put people in situations in good hands. Absolutely, and and also a, a Hoya fans. I mean, you also a good friend of, of one of the well known Hoyas up here. That's a legend up here. I mean, he brought the swagger to the NBA and everything. That's uh, right. You know, go ahead and tell them who you who you really close with as well. Alan Bubba Chuck Iverson. <laughs> now, yeah. Bubba, where did Chuck come from? <laughs> uh, that's just like a name they gave him. Um, you know, when he was a kid, um, you know, he's 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 really peeking out even more, doing some great things. He's got a uh, he's got a brand uh, called the Iverson Classic that started out doing like you know like the All Star Game here and there, and now they've they've branched out to you know all four corners of the the West Coast. So to see him continue to reinvent himself and just the type of impact that he's had and some of the things that he's he's standing on is just it's, it's really great, man. Like. You look at some of the things that he 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 some of the contributions that he's made. Um, you know, who do you know that had people going to uh to, to stores to buy a t shirt just to cut the sleeves off? You know what I mean? And, <laughs> right. you know, just to cut the sleeves off, you know, to, to wear the the cutoff t shirts up under their jerseys for games, you know. Um, I'm not the biggest I'm not the, I'm not a tattoo person where I don't have no tattoos, but you know, he gave he he gave the uh you know, he gave the he, he, he pushed the league to, you know, to be able to respect and honor, um, you know, people's opinions and, and, and things that they want to put on their body, such as tattoos, you know, to make it more, you know, comfortable for them to be like, OK, we will. Because, we'll, you know, I remember at one time, like, you know, you know, the NBA was kind of clean. Everybody was clean image and um, you didn't have guys with all these tattoos, stuff like you know, so he kind of pushed the needle, which I'm 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 not going to say I, I don't have any tattoos, but I don't think that you know, a person should be judged based off them having them. You know what I mean? So that's, that's just my opinion. If that's something that they want to do, that's, that's on them long as, you know, it's pretty clean and, you know, you know, nothing too vulgar and nothing like that. And, um, but yeah, so, uh, I'm very proud of what he, he, his accomplishments and what he's done. A lot of people don't even know we retired his football Jersey, his high school football Jersey, um, this football season, um, and a lot of people don't know that he was like number one in the country and like two sports. He was the number one quarterback in the uh, number one player, number one quarterback in the nation ahead of Peyton Manning um, back in high school, man. So um, it just feels good to be, you know, associated with a legendary icon as such. Yeah. And I'm aware that he played football. It was a hell of a quarterback, matter of fact. Uh, but, you know, God, you know, gives us tools and it's up to us to what way we go and I think basketball uh, uh I mean it's football but at that time you know they wasn't ready for black quarterbacks and even now I don't think they're ready for black quarterbacks but right now what you see coming out of quarterbacks I mean coming out of college is black quarterbacks and so let's just just uh, get rid of that uh black quarter uh, quarterback need to be smart and have leadership because we have all of those things and it's still hard for the NFL to understand that and, and, and stop playing games and, and, and realize that, you know, we excel in no matter what position we play. Uh, that's right. All we is that opportunity. Right. And that's what the NFL provide. And we tell people all the time, 
the MFL is the laboratory of change. And we want people to understand that. And, you know, we have so many young guys coming out of college right now, Coach, and they aspire to go to their dream of going to the NFL. And there's nothing wrong with that, Coach. But sometimes it's like the dream, but after a while, you got to wake up from the dream. You know what I mean, Coach? That's right. These are some of the things the MFL try to get people to understand. It's not that you're not good enough to play in the NFL. You know that, Coach. You see a lot of talent. It's not enough room. And they need to understand that uh, they always talk about uh, uh, players. It's thousands of universities in the country. NFL got 32 franchises. And you do the math. You That's do right. the math. So we, we need another alternative. And, you know, I don't knock these other little leagues that call themselves semi-pro, but I want them to understand there's no such thing as semi-pro. Either you're pro or you're not. That was just an ignorant term to justify uh, sandlot football. And and no means that I don't want people to misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not beating down over leagues. But the MFL, I, I mean, we are the future. We've been here 30 years, and you never knew about it, right, Coach? That's, you know that's what I mean? right. So that's these right. Are things, and we former players, but I tell people in a minute, you want to talk to me, I don't want to talk about what I did. Let's talk about what I'm doing now. You know right. what I mean? And we're providing the opportunity for these young men you don't find outside of college or professional ball. And right. what I explain to them all the time, the MFL is the only minor developmental league in the country. In other words, we're developing these players. You and I know, Coach, you go to these Power 5 schools, you know, then, you know, you get in there, you come. But remember, they bring in five-star players from all around the country. So because right. you go there, that don't mean you're going to ever hit the field. In four years, you might have hit the field one time. Now, although right. you've been to a Power 5 conference school and you got the brings from the bowls and stuff, and the NFL says, okay, he went to Alabama. They looking at where you went to school at. They bring you in camp. Then you expose, coach, because you really never played. That's right. And being someone that that uh, um, that evaluate and, and you look at these kids on their skill set. Come on, you you playing is repetition. You know what I mean? You got to get out there and play. If you don't play, then you know it doesn't mean anything because you can't just go out there get in the game and they expect you to play at a level that you're capable of playing because you did not have those reps. So I tell people all the time, man, you know, you know, come take a look at the MFL because this is the future and we've been here a long time and you, yes, they make a bill out of the X, uh, uh, X, uh, football league, XFL. Okay. I'm happy for them. The Alliance league, but those league came and went and the MFL is still here, coach. So that must, I must be doing something right. Right. That's right. You know, so that's what I try to explain to people. I'm not hating on anything. I'm happy for anybody doing anything. That's why I try to align myself with people, uh, making sure that it fits. You know what I mean? Um, I like to bring people to the table. And, and, you know, and I tell people all the time, and you know this for yourself, Coach, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. Right. Simple. You know what I mean? So, right. uh like I say, I mean, I, I want to commend you for the great job you, you're doing and you're going to do. I'm looking forward to, some, to this alignment. Now, I want to just switch gears for a minute. Uh, uh, Howard and Kansas yesterday. Let's go to football. Uh, let's go to basketball. You know, March Madness for about three minutes. Uh, okay. 
I like the fact that Howard never retreated the whole time. But those people had athletes out there. And, and you know, it is what it is. Right, Coach? That's right. I, I don't know if you had an opportunity to see it in a game uh, yesterday. I didn't. I, I didn't get to see it. Um, and I, I was so caught up on this situation with UVA yesterday. But I didn't oh. get to see it. But they, lost, uh, they lost by – Howard lost by about – about 30 points. What, well, you know, and when you look at, you know, they keep falling in the first round. What's going on with that? Uh, I, th- I don't think they have the, uh, the level of experience of what it takes, you know, to, to, um, to, um, to to, to play on that level. you got to have the experience. And so, you know, you might have a couple games on the season that are tough games that that may be different, but it's got to be a point to where it's day in and day out, you know, know, because, you know, uh, consistency brings results, you know. So you got to have some consistent um, situations where you plan, you know, a a certain caliber of of, of basketball um, to be able to maintain you know, a level of play that that can get you through in those type of situations. Well, I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I feel for him, but you know, switching back, I, I just want to say that to uh, Bison, uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm a supportive of all HBCUs. I'm a supportive, especially you know, here in, in Washington, you had the Howard Bisons, and and I think they did a great job. The last time they went to the tournament, they had Larry Spriggs and all of them. I don't know if you remember those names. Uh, Larry Spriggs and when the Howard them went and they lost to, I think, Colorado or somebody they lost to, if I'm not mistaken. But Larry and them ended up going to playing in the pros, but the Lakers got two uh, NBA uh, 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 championships ring with the Lakers, him and Earl Jones and them. So, you know, I just want to say to uh, the Bisons fan. I really enjoyed them on that uh, plan and that kind of environment. It gets them ready so they can know what it takes, what it feels like to play against team. And remember, mind you, they played against the national champion, you know. So these people had athletes out there. But what I like, one thing about Howard, they never retreated the whole day, coach. You know what I mean? Right. That's right. They fought, they fought. Out man, out gun, they still fought. And that's the kind of mentality. And I have to shout out the young man that went to Roosevelt High School. I know uh, Rob, the coach up there at Roosevelt, was very proud. I mean, them young kids fought out there, man. They were just one of my guys was the former star at um, at uh, at Howard. He's now playing. He played what? Well, he graduated what last year? I think he might be the the MEAC all time leading scorer. His name is Charles uh, Williams. Uh, he um. He might be the MEAC all-time leading scorer, like in history. I know he broke a record, like at Howard or something like that. But yeah, they they have, they've had some good pieces come through there here recently on the basketball. And, and, right, and you have to look at coach. You have to look at. Come on now, cancer. I mean, those guys, them big guys, man. They're athletes out there, man. They were shooting the ball like labs. They were dunking it like a donut in a cup of coffee. But Howard fought, although they was undersized and under man. So I just shout out to the. The Bisons, you know, we're proud of you. You did a great job. We're just looking forward to what's next for them. 
Now, let's switch to the NFL because I can't let this get away, Coach. I just can't. You know, my soul, I just, for the life of me, you know, all the uh, all the uh, media talk. I kind of feel like I know where you're going. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, but go ahead, Coach. Go ahead, because I'm, I'm, you know I'm a little hot. Give me a chance to cool off. You all know. Right. Go ahead. Go ahead with yours Are you, first. You, you going to bring up the Lamar Jackson situation or, or what you, you know was going to bring up, what you were talking You know I'm going to bring it oh. up. And then, uh, <laughs> man, why they keep making it Rogers, Rogers, Rogers? Come on now. You're talking about a guy almost my age, uh, and, and as opposed to a kid that just, he just was old enough to start buying a drink at a bar. And this right. guy is no ordinary player. This kid is unreal. This kid can play. Baltimore had no pieces that he needed around him, especially no receivers and stuff. And for them to do that, it just goes to show you, man, and what I've always been saying for a long time, man. You know, we, we as people of color, we have to understand. We have to have our own. Why is no team make an offer for this young man? And Washington have all the pieces. The only thing they missing is a quarterback. Come on, Snyder. If you get this, if you listen to my show or some of your friends listen to it and tell you, go ahead and get a man the contract. You selling the franchise anyway, it won't be on you. But sign this man. Washington go to the Super Bowl ten times with the with the pieces they have, coach, the receivers, the running back, the deep. With him, that'll be the main ingredient to to the piece to the puzzle. I know uh, Stephen A. Smith said that he thought the 49ers, if they get, they should go after him, and if they get him, they will they'll go. To, you know, they'll go all the way. You know, year after year. Um, and, and my thing is that might be a good way to, uh, to kind of silence some of this whole Colin Kaepernick, you know, stuff that, that, that they got stain that they have, um, with their image. Um, you know, some people are trying to make excuses about, you know, his health or his passing, but you know, it, it is like what I just said, it is kind of like excuses. Um, I have to, I have to wonder is Lamar Jackson on Eric B enemy's mind, you know, being that he's the first, you know, he's come, he's, he's, he's there now with the uh, commanders, um, you know, but is it something that, you know, like Snyder might be holding back on, like you said, or what's the deal? But I, I, I feel like it's very uh, questionable why he is dealing with the situation that he's dealing with right now. I say collusion within the, uh, uh, the NFL owners uh, is nowhere in the world that you have a talent like that and you're not uh, – now, don't forget, we're not forgetting Baltimore because we remember when the coach snuck out of town in the Mayflower vans with the daggone doors flapping. You know what I mean? I might be a little ahead of your time, coach, you know, but I'm dating myself. I remember when they snuck out of Baltimore now, you know. So that franchise, right. you know, the franchise be up there is kind of tainted somewhat. I say that – it's, it's a shame. The man never had the pieces that he needed. Uh, you know that. And yet, and still, they doing that. I think Baltimore, to me, have never been the same since Ozzie stepped down as GM. When Ozzie stepped down as GM, they went right to the bottom, to me. Uh, it's a team that I think is just uh, out there. They have no leadership in terms of what are they trying to do and what they need to do. 
And it don't make sense because I, I, you get a talent like that and for you to do what you're doing to a young man, MVP of the league, that's not easy, you know, Coach? So it's no – I mean, all checks. So what, you know, all you getting – oh, well, he stayed hurt. This is football. This is a collision sport. Now, don't tell me ain't no Ironman out there that's going to play and not get hurt. There's no way in the world you're going to play football and not get hurt. You can get hurt on the sideline, you know, Coach? So for them to do that to this young man, I, you know, I, I just say um, uh, that's, that's bad. That's bad karma for them. Uh, uh, it's a black eye to me for the league. The NFL, for them to do what they're doing to this young man, I just don't get it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, and I think until we really continue to join together and, and really push the needle in regard in regards to what is accepted and what is not accepted, it it will it will never change. Um, so we gotta we gotta push the needle. We got to come together. We got to push the needle and say this is this is this is how we're going to be treated. Um, just like you know, I, I told you, you know, I, I linked up with, uh, with Doug Williams, and um, you know, uh, I yeah, can still yeah. remember his situation. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. and that's I, what I, I say. I still remember, you know, him winning the Super Bowl, and the next year he don't even have a job with the organization that he, you know, led to. You know, a Super Bowl. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, and so that's those are kind of the same sort of, uh, you know, sort of sort of lines that we're dealing with with the you know with this whole Lamar Jackson situation. But the sad part, Coach, you know, we as people of color are the biggest consumers in America. We really have nothing to show for it. Okay, we have some people that playing sports and doing, but what about ownership? Now, I say that the MFL, you know, we want to teach people, you know, business. And when I say we're talking about economic development and we're talking about generational wealth, this is a great opportunity for these players that have money to, you know, and and even if it's not here, you know, you need to buy a franchise where it's yours. See, a lot of people know the history of the NFL. They think it's been that way all the time. No, it has not been that way all the time. I can remember when the NFL first contract was 16, I mean, I'm sorry, $64,000. Now it's NBC. I can tell you about the first Super Bowl when the tickets were $10 and you couldn't sell all of them. So you see, they came a long way in 100 years. I remember the the NFL had as many as 80 teams. They used to fold. They used to pitch teams together to make teams. I mean, I you know, I can tell you the history about the NFL because fortunate enough by the help of the Lord, I've been around that long to see what they went through and how they revolved and stuff. And it's a good thing for them. But, you know, we as uh, uh, people, we need to think about ownership. You know, and then they're going to need to stop talking about ownership in the NFL because why would I sell you my generational wealth? You know what I mean? That doesn't make sense. You know, Coach? So why worry about that when you can buy your own franchise here and make this league what it's going to be with or without you all? You need to understand that, you know, man, 
if, if, if God for you, everybody can be a bit against you. It don't make no difference. You follow what I'm saying? That's right. So right. these are the types of things that I just, you know, shake my head to. And we just don't understand that we, uh, we need to definitely understand people only do what you allow them to do to you. You know, that, that's, that, right. that's just the uh, bottom line of that. Now, we, we have a few minutes left, Coach. Uh, tell people where they can get in contact with your organization and all the great things you're doing. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm Thayer Johnson on social media, um, you know, Facebook, Thayer Johnson. Um, you also can catch me at um, at uh, Thayer Nation, T-H-A-I-R Nation. Um on Instagram or at Thayday, T-H-A-I-Y-D-A-Y um, on those platforms and Twitter at Thayday, T-H-A-I-Y-D-A-Y. Um, and or you can reach out to me directly uh, at 804-651-1771. Just uh, send me a text um, and, and then, you know, I can you know follow up with you because I'm not, you know, I, I don't answer all my calls uh, just because I'd be so busy. But if it's somebody I know or whatever, I, I know, you know, know the, the situation, then I'd be like, okay, all right, I need to reach out to this person. Um, so yeah, those, those, those are pretty much uh, the direct lines of um, contact for me. Um, and that's 804 again, 651-1771. Uh, right. And, you know, I, like I say, I, I want to uh, commend you for the great job you're doing, work with these young men. And we and we are, the MFL are getting ready for a combine for the Mid-Atlantic Division. We will be coming out with that very shortly because I like to stay very transparent with the MFL. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on today, Coach. Uh, you know, anybody interested in the combine, you can reach us on our website. It's mflishere.com. We're on all the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, you know, we're we just excited about giving these young men an opportunity to be a part of the MFL. Uh, more importantly, like I say, we want to make sure we stay very transparent uh, with, um, with the, uh, you know, players that's interested in also our dance team. And, you know, like I said, I want to thank you, Coach, for coming on. And I am definitely looking forward to working with you and, and, and your staff. Uh, you know, these are some of the things we do. You've been listening to another edition of Inside the MFL. I'm your host, Dr. Richard Miles Sr. See you next week. You've been listening to Inside the MFL with Dr. Richard Miles Sr. For more information, visit their page on dcradio.gov. Experience the MFL. How can we experience the MFL? The Minor Football League. Here's information on how you can experience the MFL. The Minor Football League was established in 1993 by founder and CEO Dr. Richard D. Miles Sr., a league created for the people and by the people. To learn more on how you can experience the MFL with the MFL team in your area, visit experiencethemfl.com or go to The MFL Is Here. The MFL, the laboratory of change. Copyright MFL. No portion of this audio may be reproduced or re-recorded without the written permission from the Minor Football League. Visit experiencethemfl.com. This is a Mad Voice production.